or part do. Hello, hello, there we go. Um, hi everyone, my name is Josh. I'm in recovery from sexual addiction and I'm an adult child of a dysfunctional family. Great to see everyone. Happy New Year to you all. And just real quick before we get started, uh, the New Year has a tendency of bringing people that have never come here before. And if that is you, we want, we want you to know you're the most important people in this building today. Just keep coming back. Because we were all there Broken and frustrated and just wanting to punch a wall sometimes. And so just keep coming back. And know that God is a part of this process of, of what we call the 12 steps around here. And so please join us in learning that process. And so if you don't know the 12 steps, because I, I, what I do find out is we talk a lot about the 12 steps around here. We tell people to go to 12 step, step studies. But let me put a challenge out there to all of us. There's a lot of us in here that really don't know what the 12 steps are. And we've been coming here for a long time. Nope. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not here to give guilt and shame. Please, please understand that. But learn the 12 steps of biblical principles that help us on this life journey as we deal with dysfunctional relationships. Because relationships around us happen. I'll share this one example I mean, it happens at the drop of a hat. My wife and I were heading to our New Year's thing at her, her place. I'll share that one. Um, we're, we're going to her sister's, and I'm backing out of my car, and I didn't double check to see if anyone's back there. Well, there's this party across the street. It really, it's really loud, and uh, what ends up happening is I accidentally almost hit someone. Well, there's someone in front of me that gives me the stare down. Right? Have you ever have you, have you ever gotten the stare down from someone like, "Hey, you're an idiot." That's exact. I felt so small in that moment. But how quickly I go, "Hey, we're going off to a party, hanging out with family." To, I want to get out of this car and I want to let this lady have it because you don't stare me down like that. I'm not kidding. It's internally still there, right? And for those of us that even have been coming here for a very long time, this whole emotional sobriety thing, yeah, I might be not drinking. I might not be doing drugs. I might not be looking at pornography. I might not be doing, but this whole emotional sobriety of anger come creeping right around the corner or this, this, this desire to control things around me might be creeping. And so please know that this whole recovery process for you, for the beginners here, and I'm not trying to scare you off here, is the recovery process is a journey, not a destination. See, some of us might come in here going, well, Josh, can you just have it fix me and then I'm out of here? Or could you fix this person that I love and then we're out of here? If it was that simple... We wouldn't have so many people coming back over and over and over again. The recovery process is a journey. Embrace that journey because God has something to teach you and I. It is through those moments of hardship and bro brokenness 
that, the training happens, and the wisdom happens, and the depth of life happens. A little bit of a recent recap where we're at is um, we're in step four, if you haven't figured that one out. Um, we're, we've been talking about a need for a sponsor, that we all need mentors and a sponsor in our life. We've been talking about sharing the importance of examining our life which is what an inventory is. We're taking moments and relationships and situations and examining those things, discovering, hopefully, what our part is. And I'm gonna say this because I don't wanna forget this tonight. I have a lot of sponsees, and you might have a lot of sponsees, or accountability people, and for people that, have, that are newly going through an inventory, please don't let them wiggle out of my park. I don't want to forget like encouraging us all, all today because I have so many people that when we go through their inventory process and then they get to that fifth column of my part is I really don't know what my part is. That's okay if you don't know. That's okay. Let me help you figure out your part. And for you sponsors and mentors, accountability people, you be part of that process of helping, fig helping figure all that out. Because so, for some reason, it's very difficult to figure out what our part in a, is in a situation, and I'm not trying to be insensitive. I realize certain situations, certain relationships have been very difficult. And... Some things have happened to you that are really bad, whether it was abuse or anything like that. And in those situations, it's easy to go, well, it was all their, their part. And what they did was wrong. And whatever they did that it was, it was abusive was 100% wrong. And for some reason, we tend to excuse ourselves from all part altogether. I just get to blame them for the rest of my life. Let's forget about the pr biblical principle of forgiveness. Let's forget about the biblical principle of making an amends with all those areas. No, we are asked to forgive. The great God that knows better than you and I. So those that, that have gone through stuff, would you learn and understand that your part might not be the action. Your part might be the response to the action. How you respond to the abusers. Do you deal with that unforgiveness? I know for me, I carried 20 plus years of my dad's stuff with me. And I blamed him for 100% of everything. And all I was doing was creating resentment and, in a sense, drinking poison, expecting my dad to get it. I was the one drinking the poison. So would we learn that in every situation or every relationship or every outcome or situation, there might be a piece that is mine, and that's our job in the fourth step. Let me discover what my part is. I can't change the outcomes of, of this person. I can't change what they do. 
but I can discover mine. And if you're trying to discover it on your, on your own, you're in trouble. Because what is your mind saying? It's all their fault. I hate them. They're the reason why I'm relapsing. They're the, they're the reason why I keep going back to the things I don't want to do. Our, if, I am, if my voice is the only one I'm listening to, I'm in trouble. Which is why we ask you to involve God into this process. And we ask you to involve a sponsor or an accountability team. That's the recovery journey. And, in, and all throughout Proverbs, we are encouraged with wisdom to have advisors, counselors, and wise people in our lives. Because that is what a sponsor is. Would you be willing to, to do that? But it takes getting out of fear. Would you take a step towards getting out of fear? We've also looked at uh, working through the inventory worksheet, uh, B did a couple weeks ago, and last a couple weeks ago, uh, Scott talked about examining four areas of your life. That if you're contemplating the inventory, you're going to look at some of those areas. We're going to unpack a couple more of those. Step four is this: we'll whiz right through this part. We made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. We were willing to make an inventory process of just in the last year. Just in the last 30 days? Nope. We're looking at our whole lives. Well, but Josh, I'm 50 years old. Yes, look at the past 50 years of your life and whatever God brings to mind and you go through it with another individual to help you go through an inventory, someone who's done it before, will be a lot more equipped than, you're, than you trying to do it on your own. See, I grew up in the church. For many years, my only single sponsor was God. He's a great sponsor, by the way. Fantastic. The best. I also needed another man. Hope I hope you, you hear me. I'm not saying God plus anything else is salvation. I'm just talking about how to live wisely. Does that make sense to everyone? Right? We're saved by Jesus, Jesus alone. But how we are going to live wisely with all these broken relationships around us, we need to involve other people. God made you and I to have community. And would you invite community into that process? So let us examine our ways and test them, and let us return to the Lord. Notice, let us, let us examine what? Our ways, right? right? I love that aspect, because it's all about in this in step four process is looking at my part. So let, let's do that. So you're invited into a place of honesty, transparency, self-examination, and discovering your part. And would you be open to that? It's a chance to recognize your childlike behaviors. It's a chance to recognize the blame and victim mentality that you carry. It's a chance to recognize your desire. This, this one gets me because this one just points a finger right at me. A chance to recognize your desire to control and or manipulate people and outcomes. We need this inventory process not just for the alcohol or not just for 
that specific substance that you're talking about. We're talking about emotional sobriety at a whole different level. What I like to call recovery is discipleship on steroids. That's what it is. Is we're taking discipleship and we're attaching practical things to do with it. Unfortunately, this, like, fortunately, the world can benefit, like, everyone can benefit from this process. Unfortunately, only some will. And I'm not trying to bash anyone. Unfortunately, only some of us will. But I hope you're part of that process of taking a bold, fearless step, going through a step study, learning the 12 steps, recognize I'm not going to know the 12 steps tomorrow. But I can learn them. In the big book of AA, page 58, it says, those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to the simple program. Usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. For those of us that have gone through many step studies, when do people leave step studies? Step four. Why? Because they're incapable of being honest with themselves. Hold on, are we hearing me? Please don't run away. Don't run away. And if you're a person like goes, man, I did run, I did run away in step four. Well, join another one. And go through it. No guilt, no shame, just jump on another one. And be bold and, and, and go through a step four. And you don't have to do everything in your life, maybe the first time you do it. Maybe you go through parts of your life and then you come back, do another step study and do some other parts. Don't go through this process defeated. See what God has for you. See what he's going to teach you through this thing called the 12 steps. So, are you that type of person that is incapable of being honest with yourselves? We encourage you to take a little step of honesty in this thing called the step four. See, the my part hang up. This is where I, I, I see this a lot in people. Um, I've heard lots of step fives. So, so when after people do an inventory process, they... They, they, come, they come to me and, or not, not, you know, my sponsees come to me. Um, not everyone, please. Um, uh, my sponsees come to me. And, and, and as they're reading their inventory and they go through it and they're, you know, I can tell they're struggling a little bit. There's, there's like these surface level things that are going on in their lives. And, and I'm so proud of them as they're going through it. And, and, they're, and they're like, I'm done. I'm like, that's it? Isn't there more? Because I'm a dirty, rotten sinner compared to that thing. The, the point is, a lot of us are worried still to see it. Because if we were to mention this stuff with people that we trusted in the past, we'd get bashed for it, right? Or we'd get looked down upon. But this, whole, this process is bringing those things out into life with someone that you trust. Probably talk to God about it. 
Now it's time to talk to another person about it. Not just the 90% stuff, but the 100% of everything. And you'll start to see some of those chains break just a little bit. Let them break. It's about being honest. So the my part hang up, I'm going to skip over that part. Slide four is, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test my thoughts. Point out anything you find in me that makes you sad and lead me along the path of everlasting life. This is one of the verses I, I use a lot. Anytime I'm doing an inventory process, I'm just, because sometimes my brain's not working. And I'm just like, I'm just saying that verse over and over and over again because I want God to, to bring out something that's there that's hidden that I'm denying that maybe as a kid I've pushed down, I want God to search me. Is there anything there that I need to unpack, that you need to heal, that you need to work, that you need to teach, that you need to change within me? So, and we want him to lead us, right? So the inventory is discovering the character of who I am. Character of who I am. The selfish and self-centered part of you the blaming side of you, the victim side of you, the, the addiction to affirmation and, and drama and self-sabotaging. You're, you're stuck in childlike behaviors. Going through an inventory is, is seeing that I'm more jacked up than I originally thought if we're doing it right. And that's okay. Because that's why Jesus came, Right? Cover up those areas that you and I can't cover up ourselves. You and I are broken individuals saved by the blood of Jesus if you choose Jesus. Worthy of your trust if you trust him today. And at least ask him to show himself today. He's there if you want him. Through an inventory process, you're also, be, you're also able to see the truth in others. That instead of resentment towards people, you began to see that they too are spiritually sick. Right? That it's not just you and I spiritually sick, but it's also the idiots of my life are also spiritually sick. common question I get is, why do I, why do I need to unpack this event that is so painful? God already took care of that. Well, don't, don't you want to know if there's anything he wants to teach you? Don't you want to know that maybe you still have patterns from this past event that you're trying to push down? Don't you want to know those things? We want to get past those four columns in our inventory. And we want to get to my part because I might not have seen the situation clearly. For example, for 20 years I held against my dad. He backhanded me in the car on the way to basketball practice. 20 years held that against me. 100% his fault. As I went through this inventory process, and when I got to my part, the temptation was all my dad's fault. But in reality, 
I was giving attitude. I was disrespectful. I was talking back. Not any one of those worthy of being backhanded. Does that make sense? Backhanded was my dad's stuff. That's his. It's not mine to carry. But what's mine was I was being a dumb teenager. And I was talking back. And I was provoking the situation. And I blamed my dad for 20 years. And I had resentment that I was holding on to. So you see, the dad's part was him backhanding me. One thing. I had lost. humble ourselves and discover our part, we can maybe see situations a little bit the bigger picture. Let's take a look at some areas to consider when doing our inventory. The very first one is this, is your mind. And I love Romans. It's one of my top two favorite books of the whole Bible. If you haven't read Romans, Paul makes a case of how you get right with God all throughout Romans. Let me get to Romans chapter 2, chapter 12, 2 through 3. And this is assuming someone has surrendered their life to Jesus. And we get to this section, because I'm now a follower of Christ and the Holy Spirit is living within me, that there's a change within me. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but what? Let, that's steps two and three, let, let God, let, let him. God transform. He can transform. You and I, we gut things out. But let God transform into a, you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Ooh, what does that sound like? Inventory. Meaning yourselves by, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. an honest look at your life. Let God, I mean, I got steps two through four right here. Embrace it. Embrace this process that has been laid out before you. So a couple questions to ask um, in, in this area. The very first one is your, your mind. And I, I teach high schoolers, and, and I share this a lot. Um, who's lied to you the most? Yeah, who's deceived you the most? We are the ones that have messed ourselves up the most more than, more than anyone else on the planet. And the one thing that can really destroy a person's life, including mine, this is, this is my minefield to this day. I just told you a little while ago what happens within me when a lady stares me down because she's making me feel like an idiot. Get out of that car. Just let her have it. I even told my wife that. I was nuts. 
Because I am. I am. Still need this process. Still need it. So my mind is a minefield, and it still is. So I need to evaluate these areas, including, in fact, I test me next week. I need to inventory this lady. Still, still there. Someone ask me next week, please. Need to go through that process. But a couple questions, and I'm running out of time. I had more information, but here's three good questions to unpack here. How is trusting in your thinking guide you on a crooked path? Have you filled your mind with hurtful and unhealthy movies, internet sites, television programs, magazines, or books? I mean, the list goes on of the things. I, I'm, I'm an addict from pornography. And so this is an area where I, I mess up my mind for so many years of training the way I think that if I feel sad or if I feel hurt or if, if I am going through a down moment, I knew how easy I can make myself feel better. Grateful for this process that I don't, I no longer have to run to them. And if I ever did, I have men in my life that I can run to after I run, after I already ran to God. And I can go, I'm feeling temptation or I failed. Recovery journey is a community that you invite community that's 100%. How has your mind tricked you into thinking this thing or attitude helped for so many years, right? We told ourselves this alcohol, it just, it makes me like into a better person. This drug that I use, it, it allows me to relax a little bit. You know, I just, you know, and I'll just do it on a weekend. Almost done. Um, I'm going to, your body. So it's an area, another area to look at. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. I'm going to go briefly. Understand that our body, temple of the Holy Spirit, for those of us that have surrendered our lives over to Jesus Christ. Number one, he owns that, right? He owns this. But I, I mess this up sometimes. So a couple questions to look at. In what ways have you mistreated your body? What activities or habits cause harm to your physical health? And it's okay. God had different plans today. Um, I'm okay with that. I like to roll with the punches. So um, I used to stress a lot about that, but that's okay. The third area to look at, and this is an area where you really need to look at when you're doing an inventory, is your family. Who, who do you hurt the most or... Or who hurts you the most, right? Your family. Okay. The words, your actions, all those things that have happened. So how, how have you, have you mistreated anyone in your family? How? 
just all good questions to ponder. I believe I put it in the bulletin there for you as well so that you can look at it later. But as you do your inventory, invite a sponsor or accountability partner on this road to recovery. Don't do an inventory all by yourself. Yes, God is the best sponsor in the world. Invite him into that process. But also, he made us to have community as well. So would you invite someone you trust into this thing called an inventory? Especially if you know nothing about it. And if you still know something about it, stop trying to pretend that you're a professional in recovery. I just told you two days ago, I was an idiot and wanted to run a lady over. Okay, let's humble ourselves, get back to where we need to be. So, in an inventory, discover your, your character, right? Discover your part. So a reminder, it's not just sobriety from the substance or codependency. We're, we're, we are seeking emotional sobriety in all areas that only God can provide. See, this is why we say recovery journey just never ends because we're asking him to change within you and I so many things. It's not just the drug thing. It's not just the alcohol thing. It's not just the loved one that is addicted to whatever it is. God needs to change me in so many ways. Number two, get a sponsor. Number three, sponsors and accountability partners role. Please don't let them wiggle out of, the, of my part. You need to ask questions and dig and just keep asking questions. All right, are you sure? Okay, don't let them wiggle out. Help, but help them. Help them get to my part and allow them to see what their part is. Number four, ask how to do an inventory entry. Number five, get in a step study. We have some January step studies starting. All right, happy new year. Let's get going. Let's get it. Let's get into a step study. Let's get through step four now. So, right? Let's get through step four. Let's not run away. Don't run away. And number seven, discover my part. Okay, our focus question is, how have you been challenged in discovering my part today? It's an open-ended question, a lot of different directions you can go. Would you stand up with me as we say the throne prayer together? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, Enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. First timers right through those doors, second timers right up here.